I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Censored, the bonus episode. If you haven't heard episode 3 of season 2... Do that before you listen to this. J.P. Dunleavy's book was absolutely fucking filthy. So rude, I couldn't do it justice in one episode. In this bonus smut episode, I'm going to talk about Mary, one of Sebastian Dangerfield's many dalliances. All the women in The Ginger Man are pretty horny. You might think that writing women characters who openly appreciate sex is progressive, But their sexual appetites only serve to boost the massive ego of the shitty main man who tells the story. Their desire for sex is an excuse for him to ramble on about all kinds of shite. For example, when he's screwing his wife in chapter 6, he comes over all philosophical. I'll just read this bit out to you. Sebastian rolled near, pressing the long blonde body to his thinking of a world outside beating drums below the window in the rain, all slipping on the cobblestones, and standing aside as a tram full of bishops rumbles past who hold up sacred hands in blessing, Marion's hand tightening and touching in my groin. Lovely, bishops. He's hardly concentrating on the job at hand, is he? But it gets worse. In chapter 16, he explains what sex means to him. Do my most penetrating thinking just slopping around with someone else's body, penetrating to the root. Okay, I know Dunleavy couldn't resist a penetration pun, but Dangerfield is still a narcissistic gobshite. And anyone who philosophizes this much during sex is doing it badly. Dangerfield is a man who uses women for his own gratification, both intellectual and sexual. That is, until he meets his match in Mary in chapter 16. They meet at a debauched cellar party where he notices her animal green eyes and her strong shoulders. He fancies her, but thinks that he, quote, wouldn't want to come to grips except in mutual passion, unquote. And this is typical of Dangerfield. He's always assessing women in terms of violence and control. Her shoulders are interesting to him because they suggest strength and power that he fears. Although Mary is interested enough to leave the party with him, she does not welcome his advances. When he snogs her in the cab, it doesn't go well for Dangerfield, and we're still in chapter 16 here. 
This grabbing Mary is a little embarrassing because she's as hard as a rock and is almost trying to fight me. I get that impression. She had hold of my hand then and without question gave it a twist. I'll twist it right back and take it off altogether. When they're in the cab, she even keeps her arms crossed over her breasts so that he can't feel her up properly. Since all the other women he sleeps with in the book melt like butter, this is quite refreshing to read. He doesn't deserve to get the ride. He's obnoxious. And did I mention, I despise him. But after Dangerfield spouts some raw mate, Mary has a complete change of heart. Mary rolled her head on his shoulder and whispered, I want you to kiss me again. Sebastian bolted, eyebrows raised. I say, Mary, really? Even though she fancies this langer, I'm feeling the love for Mary because she has shocked Dangerfield. His character is a tiresome blend of prudery and filth. One minute he's making sarky comments about sexual repression, the next he recoils in horror from open displays of human desire. He's a revolting old hypocrite. Don't let the publicity about this book as edgy and radical fool you. Mary's direct approach shocks rather than thrills him because hypocrites hate honesty. The other problem for Dangerfield is that her frankness makes it hard to ignore her agency and her humanity. How dare she talk back to him? How dare she have a mind of her own? He might have to pay attention to her now. And she makes him work for it. Even after this snog, he thinks he's not getting anywhere with her. Mary's a real dark horse. She says she's planning to model for nudie pics to earn some money, but then refuses to get off with Dangerfield on the street. She's filthy on the inside, but prudish on the outside, the opposite of Dangerfield. He's manky dirty, because he won't wash, but is stuck up prim and proper on the inside. When they reach her own house and leave the public street, the real Mary reveals herself. And this is again from chapter 16, when Mary and Dangerfield are getting off in her hallway. He kissed her and she bent her head back. Do you like it, Mary? I shouldn't tell you that. You can tell me. Go on, Mary, a bold thing. As she drags him through the house, he fantasises about being the man of the house where multiple women work for him and shag him. For fuck's sake, there isn't a moment's respite from this character's toxic masculinity and controlling fantasies. Even as he's about to get laid, he gets lost in visions of himself laying down the rules, imposing some discipline. By beating the shite out of the women, probably. Mary finally drags him into the coal shed, where there's a mattress. A mattress. In the coal shed. I think Mary has dragged more than one fella into her coal shed. Now, I already read some of this in the full Ginger Man episode. And I do admit she is ignoring all his resistance and doing it anyway. But here's some more of the push and pull sex scene from chapter 16 that begins with Mary voicing her desires. I've never felt this way before, Sebastian. Purple inside. Do everything to me. All the things. I want you to do everything. Easy, Mary. You don't want to have a baby, do you? I don't care. I want everything. All of it. Ruin your life. 
I want it anyhow. Some other night, when I'm prepared. I don't want you to use those things anyway. I want it the way it is. Go ahead. For Jesus' sake, take it easy, Mary. Don't break it off altogether. You don't want to be a fool. I'm not a fool. I know what I want. Ruin both our lives. These babas want to eat. I can't let you, Mary. Not tonight. Please do it to me. I want everything. I've never felt this way before. You'll get this way again. Mary ground her lips down on him, locking her thighs on his knee, forcing him over on his back and knocking over a bottle of stout. Jesus, Mary, I can't get involved. Don't do this to me. There's enough misunderstanding in my life already without a case of illegitimacy. She's trying to force me to submit. I absolutely refuse to be taken by force. The indignity. She's quite mad. Also without any reserves. Stop at nothing. And it's the same pattern from earlier, where Mary's demands scandalise Dangerfield. His worries about birth control would be a lot more convincing if he hadn't fucked a woman called Chris in chapter 9 without once thinking of a condom. But Chris was all sentimental and needy. She wanted it to mean something, so he was much more comfortable. Mary isn't being romantic. She's a randy old goat and it terrifies him. He thinks she'll break his cock off. A sexually honest woman can castrate a man, literally emasculate him. I love that Mary terrifies Dangerfield this much. Unfortunately, she's blind to his obvious faults and believes his bullshit. He tells her that they'll live in London together after he leaves his wife, if she brings her 30 quid's worth of savings. You just know he wouldn't give her the steam off his piss if she didn't have hard cash. He steals money and clothes from the women in his life, as often as he beats them. But then, after their wild night of passion in the coal shed, Mary vanishes from the narrative. In the meantime, Dangerfield exploits his wife Marion and his lodger Miss Frost for money and sex. He arranges for Mary to send him 15 quid at the post office, but doesn't write to her from London until he has run out of money. She arrives in London, pale and thin, because she worried herself into a sickbed, wondering if he would ever write to her again. The upfarish, sturdy, strong young woman has been brought low by the lion-cheating bastard that is Sebastian Dangerfield. Fuck, but I hate him. But the prospect of sex revives her, and once they're back in the room, she's all over him like a rash. In this sex scene with Mary are perhaps the funniest lines of the whole book. In general, I didn't think The Ginger Man was a comic novel, but this short paragraph in chapter 27 deserves an award. Mary sits on the edge of the bed. I lean back here watching. You've got big ones. Use them as a pillow. I am the hot ticket to eternity riding the melted rails in all directions, to Kerry and Cahersivine. For a dollar I'll do the bull dance, and you know how I am when I do that. Okay. You ones with the dollar line up there and watch this. Those from Cincinnati, Ohio can come up to the front. I mean, what the absolute fuck is that? I have no idea, but it's very silly. Anyway, back to Mary, who's very horny and not afraid to show it. This is part of their pillow talk in chapter 27. I wanted something awful. Is that awful? 
and that night I wanted it so much. It can be hard to get at times, but you'll give me as much as I want. Do the very best I can, Mary. I read you can sit up on it. There's that all right. And get it from the back? And that too. I'm so excited. Perhaps there is even someone somewhere getting it from all sides. Round Mary. I may be just a bit younger than Christ when they tacked him up, but they've had me outstretched a few times already. And Mary, you've got me pinned right here on the bed with your lust stuck on it and twisting with your eyes full of black fire. She's still the most forward of the two. He feels he's pinned to the bed by her lust. I figure she's paid for it. He's already spent 15 quid of her hard-earned cash. And she gets her money's worth, keeping him in the bed and riding him sideways for three days in a row. Mary is described as relentless, regardless. I still don't understand how she can even touch the paunchy, smelly danger field, but there's no accounting for taste. It doesn't last, of course, because he's horribly abusive to her and she leaves him. In my notes, I wrote, thank fuck, and ploughed on through the self-pity and the drunken parties that comprise the end of the book. At least, I thought, Mary was out there in London, acting and modelling underwear and living her best life. Her wish to pose for dirty pics had finally come true. But Mary's triumph couldn't be allowed in a book where truly terrible men always get away with it. Another arsehole and friend of Dangerfield's, Percy Clocklin, who we thought committed suicide, was alive and earning a fortune in London. His ignorant wife and children were back in Dublin, in dire poverty. So Dangerfield gets his happy ending because Clocklin is funding his lifestyle and indulging him. But the worst part is yet to come. Mary still fancies him and agrees to meet up to patch things together. She explains why she left him. He called her a whore and told her to go fuck herself. He threatened to push her out the window and destroyed her clothes. When they meet up at Clockland's fancy party, Dangerfield tells her he dislikes her job. This is how Mary answers back to Dangerfield in chapter 30. You're the one who ought to shut up and get a wallop in the face. I don't want to have anything to do with the films, but I thought if I could get some money I could help us. I do anything to help, and you talk to me like this. Well, bugger off, you damn bastard. I can tell you off too. Sebastian's arm whistled through the air. The flat of his palm cracked against the side of her face, and Mary sat stunned. He slapped her again. I'm going to kick the living shit out of you. Do you hear me? Fucking grim. The next time someone says The Ginger Man is a hilarious comic novel, think about how the book concludes as it opened, with Dangerfield beating the shit out of a woman. Poor Mary ends up giving in to him because she's in a toxic, abusive relationship. In their final conversation, she has even lost the ability to truly shock him. Tell me what my present is, Mary. I bought you a pair of woolly slippers. Lovely. What colour? brown so they won't show the dirt i'll wear them tomorrow and i've got new underwear and perfume called jungle desire and you'll think i'm an animal or something i'll bring me drums mary 
She can say what she likes. She can be as sexually forward as she dares, but she can no longer seriously challenge him. He is complacent and in control. And that's how the book ends, with Dangerfield planning to live with Mary in a quiet wee house. She won't act or model anymore. She will exist to serve his needs and he will sponge off his rich mate. I cannot convey to you how much I hate the ginger man. Yes, it's very filthy, but it's also so depressing. Mary's fiery spirit is broken by the end, and this mirrors her physical reduction. When we first meet her, she is a strong, well-made young woman who can physically overwhelm Dangerfield. By chapter 30, she is much thinner, frailer, and cannot escape his fists or his boots. Now he can control her completely, and the novel closes on a smug, self-satisfied arsehole contemplating his good fortune. The message of the ginger man is that toxic masculinity always wins. If you can laugh at this, I suppose it is a funny novel. It's the smuttiest book I've read so far, scoring a remarkable 16 out of 25 in censorship bingo. Thing is, I can't help but compare Molly Bloom from Ulysses to Mary from The Ginger Man. Molly's glorious, bawdy, orgasmic chapter is a much better ending than the caging and capturing of Mary. I'd recommend reading that one chapter of Ulysses over the entire Ginger Man any day. But now I've ranted and raved and cursed about this book enough. I've read it to death, so it's officially out of my system. Bring on season three, where I hope there will be buckets of smut and hardly any toxic male characters. Just a quick word before you go. I've started a Patreon for the podcast. Now, I know work is weird for loads of us right now, and I absolutely understand if you can't contribute. If you can help to keep the smut train on the rails, check out patreon.com slash censored pod. Thanks to my latest backers, Victoria Pearson and Calvary Maldovan. You get show notes and unedited full-length interviews with guests when you subscribe. Either way, I'm chuffed you listen to me ramble on about magic cocks and sensual masts. Until we meet again in Season 3, stay filthy. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.